right, how's it going? So episode 40. So the past few weeks, I've been doing just hours and hours of research on the TikTok shop for work and just completely doing this, this massive, just deep dive into what it's all about. But TikTok's parent company is Beijing based and they obviously tested out this, the shopping feature in Asia before bringing it over to, to Western markets. But one thing that I found so crazy was the success of these influencers doing this live stream shopping. There was this reel that went um, viral recently in the US where this Asian influencer is like going through products every like three seconds. She like pops one up and throws it down, grabs the next one, pops it up and then throws it down. And people are buying these clothes that she's showing. And it got me thinking about all these little just odd differences between between cultures because in the US like typically we're accustomed to just like getting like social media ads or influencers creating these like short form videos that direct users to like a product page or like a landing page or whatever it is and that's how you go buy it so that's just a random little thing that happened or that I came across that's just was in the back of my mind right but then last night, I decided to throw on uh, Pulp Fiction just because I haven't seen it in a while. It's one of my favorite um, movies, probably my favorite movie of all time. As I'm like watching it, there's this opening scene where Jules and Vincent are driving and Vincent uh, is telling Jules all about the little differences between America and Europe because he just got back from, I think it's like three years in Amsterdam. For example, he talks about how like a quarter pounder with cheese is, is a Royale with cheese. And instead of using ketchup, people drown their fries in mayonnaise. But that then reminded me of the TikTok shopping thing. So today we are talking about cultural differences and not necessarily like the hard stuff like religion or, or like politics, right? More like the everyday oddities that myself and others um, found interesting. Now, I've been to Europe twice in my life, once as a kid and once right after right after high school. But there were some small differences that I picked up uh, while I was there. Like the first one is like, no one knows what the fuck ranch is um, over in Europe. It just doesn't exist. Like if there's an American that brings ranch over to Europe, I think they'd absolutely just clean up there, I think. They'd be like the only ranch provider east of North America. But Second, the other weird thing I noticed is I couldn't find like ice water anywhere. I don't know if this was just like my experience, but every restaurant I went into, I got like this just room temperature water. And if there's one thing I love, it is just refreshing ice cold water, man. There is just there is just nothing that beats that eating gelato and then chasing it down with like 70 degree water just doesn't hit the same. You know, it's got to be ice cold. But again, maybe that was just my experience. I don't know. But regardless, um, I did some research on some everyday oddities, basically between certain nations or countries around the world and found some crazy ass shit that I had just no idea about. I'll also go into some of these cultural differences that I didn't realize were only found in the US. And of course, this is just like based off information I'm finding online. So hopefully there's like, they're still accurate. Obviously there's no way for me knowing and like fact checking all of these in, in depth, but I guess I just have to go to all these countries and see for myself. But anyways, here we go. So first we'll start off with something light so you can get like kind of like an understanding of some of the things that I'm talking about here. But the first thing is pointing with your lips. Apparently in some cultures, like in the Philippines and in Nicaragua, um, it's common to use your lips to point at like people and specific things, right? So I guess you have to pucker up as if you're like posing for uh, like a duck face for a picture. 
Um, then you direct your lips at what you're pointing at while simultaneously raising your eyebrows. So I guess it's like, like something's over there, then you can go, or it's over there, then you go. Um, yeah, crazy, right? And typically in Western society, you just like point with your finger, right? But as a kid, you're always told like, don't point, it's rude, don't do that. So maybe this is a way out. Um, I don't know. I might just like subtly start using this around my around my home to see how my wife feels about it. Just like throwing my lips side to side. So yeah, it's very odd, right? Like, but practical at the same time, I guess. So I understand. But yeah, it's just it's an odd thing. Next, we have a Russian holiday that basically revolves around having sex. Um, this is kind of crazy. So in Russia, it is institutionally accepted to conceive on September 12th. The country, I guess had declining birth rates for years, so the government declared September 12th as a public holiday where couples can have basically time off from work and have sex and conceive a child. But what like a what a wild thought, right? Imagine it's like the week of September 12th and your coworker starts like trying to make some small talk and it's like, hey, what are your plans for this long weekend? Like do people outrightly just talk about this or is it like taboo to talk about it do you do like do you do like a date night is it like valentine's day where you need to schedule out like a dinner reservation weeks in advance or is it more like something i guess more casual i don't know that's just a lot of like awkwardness and it makes me happy to know that i grew up in the u.s and not having to deal with just this awkward thing in my life right now but if it works, it works, I guess. So that's that's something pretty crazy that I found as well. Similarly, I guess, because it's a sign of expression, um, let's talk about holding hands. So supposedly in many parts of Africa and the Middle East, it is normal for people to hold hands as a sign of friendship and trust. So man and woman, woman and woman, man and man, they're all just walking side by side, just hand in hand. Now, I don't know about you, but holding hands with your best friend, like, I, I guess can send an interesting message, especially here in the States, like it could send a different message, but I'm not opposed to this. I just have a lot of questions. Like, do you interlock fingers when you're, when you're holding hands? Whose thumb like, goes on top? Is it just side by side? Who initiates this? What's the conversation like? You know, I think we've, I think we've made it to the hand holding stage at our friendship. Is it something like that? Is it like my space where you can only like, show do this with your top five friends like what if you're walking down the street hand in hand with with a good buddy and another friend sees you out holding hands with this guy like do they have do they have the right to be offended like i thought you only held hands with me i don't know these are the type of questions that just keep me up at night so yeah very odd and now on the complete like opposite side of the spectrum in dubai participating in public displays of affection um, such as like holding hands or hugging or kissing, it can be considered to be um, socially inappropriate. You know, if caught participating in such behaviors, individuals may face legal consequences. While public displays of affection are not forbidden, it's advised uh, to exercise discretion in public places. For me personally, I'm not a big PDA guy. My wife and I will hold hands a lot, but generally yeah, I don't like I don't show her a lot of affection in like a public setting, but yeah, that's just, that's pretty crazy, right? Those are two just complete opposites um, about like in regard to holding hands, you know? But yeah, I mean, that, I guess that's, that's pretty wild, right? In some places around the world, holding hands with a good buddy is socially acceptable while in other places, like you can't even hug your wife in a public setting. So 
it's just wild. But similar to holding hands, though, um, one of my favorite Eastern uh, cultural differences is people using both hands when like handing things over to people like a business card or money or credit card like they go like this i love this whenever i go to a korean restaurant and it's time to pay i'm i'm honestly pretty excited it's just so formal and nice and they seem so appreciative of like my business you know and it's the, just the nicest gesture i think of this two-handed grab i love it i wish americans would just accept this everywhere but like yeah you, you just hand over card with two hands you better believe like if someone is accepting with two hands to grab my receipt or my card like i'm delivering it with two hands i just i love this i love this it, it formality of it it's just great i think i you can't go wrong with the two-handed approach next i came across a custom in the uk which is wild but at the same time completely understandable so in many parts of the united kingdom it is customary for people to to greet like a lone magpie to avoid having bad luck. So if you don't know, a magpie is a like this black and white bird and it is thought to rank um, among the world's most intelligent creatures. They're also found in like Australia as well. And they are just known to attack humans. Their weapons of choice typically are like a closed beak or like open claws. And they're known to just like dive bomb at your, your neck or your head. That being said, there are some hilarious uh, videos and clips of people um, just being attacked by these birds. It's They're great. 10 out of 10 would recommend, especially kids. I love seeing kids attacked by these birds, but go look them up. Apparently, magpies are pretty smart, like along with uh, crows and mockingbirds, that they are also able to recognize individual humans. So one man that was interviewed about this problem said that he's been attacked by the same magpie for 25 years which is absolutely insane i think like talk about holding a grudge like why wouldn't you just move one if you're this guy like because imagine having the anxiety of like every time you step outside like always basically looking up in fear like that can't be a good feeling but with all these attacks happening you know it makes it makes perfect sense i think to to greet a lone magpie to avoid having this bad luck it's like when you see a bear out in the wild and you're supposed to like just start yelling so that the bear knows that you're there not trying to like sneak up on the bear if you see a lone magpie you know you better show that motherfucker some respect because he could create a a problem for your ass for for the next decade just depending on how old this bird is next comes an icelandic tradition that i came across that i love so if you happen to celebrate christmas in iceland don't worry about like struggling to find the perfect gift for someone in your family Instead, just have some really good book recommendations in your back pocket. So instead of gift giving on Christmas, people present other people in your in your family with uh, books. And everyone unwraps their presents and they spend their evening uh, basically reading what they received. And this tradition is called, I'm going to butcher this, Jola, Jola Bokaflod, I guess. Jola, Jola Bokaflod. Yeah, that's what it is. And it's been going on for basically almost a century. But isn't it so nice? Like imagine imagine having just such a nice, peaceful Christmas dinner. And then you unwind after with next to the fire with a good book. Like that would be that would be great. I think these guys have it all figured out. I guess one of the biggest concerns would be like, how do you know if someone's already read the book? Like, does everyone need to keep track of like a running log of all the books they've read? But I mean, it's a century old. I'm sure they have it all figured out. But great, great tradition. 
think should be brought over here to the US. It's wholesome, it's amazing. Now, keeping it close to the EU, let's talk about root beer. Who doesn't love a good swig of the old, just classic root beer, am I right? Well, apparently, most people outside of the US can't stand this shit. Apparently, in the UK, they have this bottled antiseptic solution called TCP, and it's used on like minor cuts or like grazes, whatever, right? But supposedly, uh, root beer smells exactly like it. It also resembles a similar smell and taste to a couple popular uh, European mouthwash brands. But yeah, who knew? These people, they hate it. They hate root beer. They can't stand it. And the same goes for Japan too, I guess, except for one island, Okinawa. Um, I guess because of the presence of American uh, military installations that have been there over time. They go crazy for A&W root beer, which I found pretty funny. And this reporter who wrote about like his whole experience of going to Okinawa and said like the, the, the Japanese are either completely disgusted by it or they're completely addicted to it um, on the first sip, which is, which is great, you know? I, I love this. And similarly, there's a place in Mexico called Chamula. Chamula? Yeah. Um, that worships Coca-Cola. From babies to seniors, these people are drinking on average like one to two liters per day of, of Coke. And apparently it's even cheaper than water there. And the largest water brand that is there um, is owned by the Coca-Cola company as well. So that's pretty crazy. But these people just worship Coca-Cola that like they love it so much that they're putting bottles of Coke on like gravestones as offerings to the dead. Like that is how much these people love this shit. And I guess the whole town is like overrun with diabetes, which is a huge problem because of just how much they're consuming over this long period of time. I don't know, as long as they're happy, right? Whatever gets you through the day. For me, there's nothing like taking that first sip of Coke, the way it just like burns in your throat, like especially a good McDonald's Coke, just goddamn. But anyways, let's discuss something that I found super wholesome in Switzerland. So in the middle of the Swiss Alps, there are these stores called honesty shops. And in an honesty shop, you can basically go buy milk, cheese, um, honey, bread, butter, things like that. And most of the day, these stores are just completely unoccupied because typically they're owned by farmers who are also busy like caring for the animals producing all of this stuff in the store. So shoppers are just trusted to leave their payments. How nice is this, right? I, I love this. If this happened in the US, your store wouldn't last an afternoon. It'd be just completely cleaned out. And that's honestly pretty sad. But I hope to one day enter an honesty shop and partake in this custom. I just think it's so great. I mean, shit, I may, I may even like tip them even more just because of how great this little tradition is. And that being said though, coming back to America for a minute, I never knew that tipping is really only found in, in America. In most parts of the world, um, tips are just not expected. And in some cases, it can be considered rude to leave a tip even. I just, I had no idea. And in the US, another thing that I saw come up a lot in terms of traditions was a Groundhog Day. So we all know Groundhog Day, right? On February 2nd, this little motherfucker pops out of a hole in Pennsylvania. These old fucks get all dressed up and they they huddle around uh, Punxsutawney Phil is this name. So yeah, they, Punxsutawney Phil basically predicts whether spring will come, right? Winter will last six more weeks if Phil sees a shadow. 
If he doesn't, then spring will come early. And people, I guess, around the world think this is pretty crazy. But after doing some more research, there is like a similar tradition in other cultures as well. But if you were to like just to explain this to someone who's never heard this before, you'd be you'd be considered crazy. People would be like, what the fuck are you talking about, man? Like a groundhog's going to tell you if spring's coming? Like you wouldn't know basically how to respond if you never heard of this. But it is common in other cultures as well. For example, in Germany, it is Badger Day, also known as Dostag. And it's similar where like the badger emerges from the burrow. Um, if he sees his shadow and he's frightened, he'll retreat back into hibernation for six more weeks of winter. And um, in Serbia on February 2nd, it is believed that on this day, bears come out of their dens to in inspect the weather as well. If the bear wakes up from hibernation and sees a shadow, then um, it's a sign that winter will last another 40 days as well. And then in France, there is something called La Chandelure or Candlemas, I guess is, is what it's called. But it's also on February 2nd. And it is a day dedicated to eating grapes. Now, I really like this tradition because it involves some level of skill in the kitchen. But it is believed that by successfully flipping a grape while holding a coin in one hand and making a wish at the same time, it ensures prosperity for the rest of the year, like the whole rest of the year. And this tradition originated from an old superstition that predicts good fortune is based on how skillfully one flips they're crepes. So I guess just, I mean, get ready because February 2nd is right around the corner and whether you've got your eye on like a groundhog or a bear or badger or crepe, whatever it is, like something is bound to happen as a society. And we just have to, we just have to accept the outcome, you know, whatever it is. But anyways, that's all I have for this week. Uh, there were definitely a lot more uh, cultural differences that I came across in my research, but I thought I'd just cover a few. They were fun though, you know, right? Like that's the best part of traveling in my opinion is noticing all of these little just things that are slightly off. But if you know any good ones, um, feel free to let me know in the comments. I'm sure there are a lot more other traditions and cultural um, beliefs that are pretty interesting, but... Anyways, that's all I got for this week. I've got to really start practicing my my crepe flipping because it's coming up. So, but I appreciate you listening and I'll talk to you next week. <laughs>